What's up, friend? This is a reading of my article, Non-Coercive Marketing, an Origin Story, with the subtitle, How Learning to Trust Myself Turned My Marketing Worldview Upside Down. And just a quick note before I get into this, this is more of a personal article, it's more of a personal history, but, and, and the reason I say that is there will be an article about non-coercive marketing in practicality, like really getting into the weeds of what this philosophy means and how it's implemented. But frankly, I think the story of how I ended up in this place is really, really fascinating. And it, it holds some clues for all sorts of things. I won't spoil it, but just want to, just want to throw that out there before we begin. So Time for me to read some things dramatically. Let's go. For the last year, I've been working to improve my relationship with food and with myself more generally. Little did I suspect that this journey would also completely transform how I approach marketing. But let's start at the beginning. For the better part of 15 years now, food has been my drug of choice, my kryptonite. It's my go-to strategy on those days when I want to escape or when I need to soothe some emotional wound. You know, some people drink, others numb with TV or social media or whatever. My vice was, and still oftentimes is, copious quantities of unhealthy food. And that pattern has wreaked havoc in my life. I gained weight all through my 20s and my self-worth and my self-image plummeted, remaining in the gutter for quite a few years. And the negative ripple effects of that spread into everything from my business and into productivity and friendships and romance and so on. My relationship to food left me feeling broken and fatalistic and hopeless, like I would never be able to break out of that pattern. Now, over the years, I tried anything and everything to quote unquote fix myself. I did a bunch of diets, like I went on keto and paleo and all the things. I did challenges, I hired coaches, had an accountability program, like all of these external things to try to fix myself. And every new cure that I stumbled across would work for a few weeks, maybe even a month or two. And it would give me that brief glimpse of hope before some part of me rebelled and pushed back hard and I inevitably backslid into binging and self-loathing. So I couldn't see it at the time but all of these attempts had one thing in common. They always started from a belief that I needed an external intervention because left to my own devices, I did not believe that I could be trusted to take care of myself. So in early 2021, I hired Michael Ashcroft as a coach. And like Michael does some fairly traditional coaching in the coactive style in which I am also trained, um, but he also brings his background in Alexander technique into his sessions, along with a bit of Zen philosophy and Taoist philosophy for good measure. So at the time when I hired him, I was beating myself up for failing to complete a masochistic challenge called 75 hard, wherein you have to do two workouts per day, both 45 minutes, one of which has to be outdoors for 75 days straight, no days off, no compromises, nothing. So I had made it to like day 43 or something like that before falling off the wagon. And I felt myself backsliding into old patterns around food. So when I first started working with Michael, I was considering restarting that challenge because it, I felt like I needed something, anything to feel back in control of my life. 
But like any good coach, Michael didn't automatically buy into the stories that I was telling myself. And in one of our first sessions, he asked the question that has been resonating and rippling through every facet of my life ever since. He asked, what if you didn't need some external fan or ex fancy external system? Or what if you didn't need to put tons of pressure on yourself to eat well? What if you just trusted yourself? And at first, that question pissed me off, quite frankly, because all of it, like all available evidence pointed to me not being trustworthy with food. Part of me was sure that if I let myself off the hook, I would embark on like a rampage of gluttony, the likes of which I would never recover from. But then there was another part of me in the back of my head that was like, wait a minute, what if Michael's right? And just like that, I had been non-coercion pilled. So philosophically, non-coercion is based on a radical idea that deep down at your core, you are already trustworthy. You can trust yourself to make the right decision, the healthy decision, the moral decision, without the need for external pressure or coercion. You are enough as you are, and you already have the wisdom to navigate a complex world inside of you. And if you slow down and stop trying to brute force your way through things, you can access that source of wisdom whenever you want. And to take that a, a step further, when you live in accord with that, that source of wisdom, it leads to ease and joy and not feeling like you're always under the gun and always under heavy, heavy pressure. And like I said, that is a radical idea. And if you start pulling on that thread hard enough, it begins to unravel a good deal of how individuals and institutions and governments even in just the West operate. And it usually points directly back at, you know, Taoism and other Eastern spiritual traditions. Um, but that is very much an article for a different day. So for me, this one question, what if I trusted myself, put me on the path towards what's colloquial, colloquially, that's a hard word, colloquially, shit, I can't pronounce it, but what's known as intuitive eating. I started learning how to listen to my body. I took a leap of faith into an uncertain world where my food decisions weren't already made for me by an external authority. And I, as I began rebuilding trust with myself day by day, and look, I, I still struggle with food from time to time. I still have those days where it just feels like too much and I want to go eat some like greasy fried shit or something. But with each, or with each passing month that I approach this old emotional pattern of mine from a non-coercive standpoint, it gets a little bit better. The tension unwinds a little bit more. The more I trust myself, the more its grip loosens and the rest of my life opens up. And that brings us finally to the subject of marketing, because it turns out once I had embraced non-coercion in one area, it began to spill over into every other context of my life, including my business and my drive, my quest to create true fans. There's a technique in copywriting known as quote unquote, twisting the knife. I first picked it up from Ramit Sethi back in the day, but it goes back decades to the earliest titans of direct response marketing. 
It works like this. Basically, you make the strategic decision to amplify somebody's pain. You jab your rhetorical blade someplace tender, someplace that's already harboring an emotional wound, and then you twist it and twist it good. You vividly describe their pains and their insecurities so that they can really feel them. You walk your prospect through the nightmarish consequences if they don't fix the problem that your product solves. And then voila, they're in an emotional state that's more conducive to making a purchase right now because they want to relieve the pain caused by your knife twist. In the marketing landscape, there are dozens of tools like this, all designed to heighten somebody's emotional state and either nudge or bludgeon them towards making a purchase as quickly as possible. And whether that's knife twisting, adding artificial scarcity or urgency, making emotional promises that are too good to be true, the marketing industry has emotional coercion down to a science and it has so, so, so many tools at its disposal to do that. Today, all of this stuff feels really gross to me. But back when my relationship to myself was rooted in coercion, I frankly had few qualms with tools like this. I used brute force and emotional manipulation against myself all the time. It was my primary tool for getting myself to do things I thought I should do, so it never felt particularly wrong to use it on anyone else. And it's funny because I've always believed in following the golden rule when it comes to marketing and not treating others in ways that you wouldn't want to be treated yourself. But when my relationship to myself was shitty and rooted in distrust, following that rule wasn't worth a whole lot. It's yet another example of how wounded people can perpetuate harm in the world without even realizing it, often while thinking they're doing good. As you might have already guessed, once I started embracing non-coercion within the context of food and feeling just how, how nurturing it is to live that way, so too did my, my relationship to marketing begin to change. I began seeing patterns of how emotional coercion showed up everywhere in the best practices that I had taken for granted and I believed to be the proper way of operating. So the questions driving me now are, what if we took the tools of emotional coercion off the table? What if we simply trusted people to make the best decision for themselves? So I haven't shared this much, at least not yet, but the long-term vision for Ungated goes well beyond helping people make 1,000 true fans a reality. What I'm really after here is to help usher in a renaissance on the internet, a new golden age, if you will. And maybe it's just me, but most of what I encounter online these days leaves me disheartened. So much of the creative work I see feels like a cheap copy of a copy ripped from some soulless bullshit playbook. Every human, and I believe this with every fiber of my being, that every human is a unique tapestry of experience and beliefs and stories. Yet so little of that diversity, that vibrance, makes it to the web. What's worse is that many online cultures feel increasingly captured in cycles of distrust and nihilism and cynicism and zero-sum thinking. Humanity has a fuck-ton of potential. Both individually and collectively, we are capable of astounding feats of imagina imagination and creation. 
But the internet as it exists right now is stifling that potential. It's slowly turning us into the worst versions of ourselves. I wrote a piece a while back about what I call bridging the trust gap. And here's the key expert, or here's the key excerpt from that. Humanity's best attributes, connection, curiosity, generous, generosity, empathy, come out to play when we trust each other. At a fundamental level, trust is the emotional glue that makes widespread collaboration and flourishing possible. To shape the internet into the place we want it to be, an open, generous, life-sustaining web of connection, trust has to be at the very center of how we operate. And that brings us back around to non-coercion and how we choose to market to one another and sell to one another. Truth be told, I am still figuring out what non-coercive marketing looks like as a practical philosophy. As far as I can tell, this is uncharted territory and 99% of what I find out in the marketing world is deeply rooted in distrust and coercion. So from here on out, my plan, as always, is to run experiments in public, of course, and start iterating my way into marketing that feels positive, some nurturing and aligned with the world as I believe it can be. But here's what I can tell you. Non-coercive marketing is a leap of faith that requires you to trust yourself, tell the truth, and trust others. It's about putting work into the world that is uniquely reflective of who you are and what you stand for. It's about creating invitations for people who, for the people who resonate and who want to go deeper. It's about trusting that if you're visible in the world, the right people will find you and be thrilled to accept your invitation. And with that, I'd like to extend my own invitation. If like me, you believe that we're all capable of more, that humanity's best years lie ahead, what I'm building on Ungated is for you. Doing creative work on the internet is only one piece of a much, much larger puzzle, but it is a meaningful piece. And if you care to join me in walking that path, I'd like to invite you to join the Ungated membership. That's really, that's really where it's all happening right now. People who are courageously doing this work day in and day out and building a more beautiful, trustworthy internet. So yeah, that's my pitch. That's all I got. That's the end of the article. And uh, yeah. Pretty soon I will be fleshing out non-coercive marketing even more because ever since I wrote this, I have had quite a few insights into how this is actually working in practice. And actually, you should check out, like even if you'd never want to become a member, you should check out the sales page for the, not, for the ungated membership. Because to the best of my knowledge, it is the first non-coercive sales page that has ever been written or published or whatever. And I think you'll see what I mean, because fundamentally what the sales page does is it says, I trust you to make the best decision for yourself without me needing to emotionally turn up the heat on you to drive you towards some purchase decision. So if nothing else, go see what I did there. Go play around, go think about it. And uh, if you vibe with what I'm doing here in the membership, take the leap. A lot of fun people in here right now. So yeah, that's all I got. I'll stop blabbering. Appreciate you. See you later.